What if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? How do you get influencers to talk about your business? AccessMyNetwork.com Collaborate with industry-leading influencers on social media when you sign up. AccessMyNetwork.com Start your brand awareness campaigns and generate leads. AccessMyNetwork.com What if it did work? Another day, another dollar, another episode of my favorite podcast. What if it did work? And I got to say, I'm super stoked, super proud because I have a Latina, a strong Latin, not Latinx, a strong Latina woman, Marisol Uribe, a.k.a. the Enfermera. Marisol has been working in healthcare for over six years and has cared for over 7,000 patients. She started off her nursing career in the operating room and slowly transitioned into your community home health nurse. Her goal is to keep you out of the hospital. Marisol is an artist with her new single, Un Billion, where she aims to inspire you to want more for yourself and join her quest to impact one billion lives. You can follow Marisol. Look at that. Aren't you glad I'm, I'm rolling my R's? I'm not saying Uribe or anything. Oh, like yeah. It's the... You can fo- follow her on Instagram at Marisol. She's going to spell that out and she's going to plug it a little in a little while over and over and listen to the podcast, Un Billion Mindset, which she currently hosts. Well, welcome. Gracias, Omar. I loved that intro. Thank you so much. Yes, Enfermera is nurse in Spanish. So my previous handle was Nurse Marisol, but I'm just very proud of my roots. So I decided to change it. But when I wanted to take ownership of that previous one, um, it was actually taken like by some imposter. So well you see and- what that, that means is is God wanted you to be proud and loud. You know, growing up in South Florida to me one, I was an introvert. I know you you know this, but they thought I couldn't speak English. But it was primarily it it was frowned upon. It's not that dollar, Mr. Worldwide. It's not the Latin spice that people think of Miami. Growing up, it was very different, very rural, very southern. So they would always like teachers or adults would always say, speak English. Like, awesome. Thank you. Mm. And the reason why it's international now. Is because the the people, you know, the very understanding and loving people kept on moving north to Broward. But then we started moving to Broward. Then they moved to West Palm. And I remember one day telling my ex, man, they keep on moving north. One day they're going to be in Alaska. And when I did take an Alaskan cruise with my family when I was still married, the first people to greet us were Puerto Ricans. So there you go. Look at that. Yeah. These days, you really need to take ownership of your brand early and just build it from there. But I don't know why the always like that stigma. And to me, what, what I love about you and I love about your family. Yes, she, her, her last name is a popular Hispanic Latin last name. But her brother and sister-in-law were 
were previous on my episode, uh, previous yes. episode. Yes, but, my last but, name is Uribe. And uh, I'm a proud descendant of the Uribe family. That's right, Omar. But, you know, it's like, it's for for me, my mission has always been for us to get in those rooms, for for Hispanics, the Latins to dream bigger, to think bigger. You know, I I look around and I, I talk to your brother because, you know, between me, him and maybe a couple other people and the ticket takers and the ushers, you know, we, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't count them. They're working the event. Yeah. I want them to work the event on stage. Exactly. I, I feel what you mean with such passion because we need more Latin names out there, right? Represented on stages, not so much being known for, oh, the elotero or the guy with the snacks and the guy selling the shirts. And we need to slowly and truly continue to build a strong reputation for ourselves, completely change the narrative. But it's, it's not just our narrative because here, I'll, I'll tell you a story. And this happened. I, I spoke about it like once and, and I, it hasn't even hit on, on any episodes. I was at like a podcast conference because I'm like, whoa, look at me. I'm, I'm hitting one year. That national podcast. Congratulations, by the way. Why, thank you. I became a podcaster, but I, you know, all you have to do is do one episode, two mm-hmm. episodes, keep it going. But I felt, okay, after one year and attending this conference, you know, you be, you've arrived. A guy asked me, where, where, do you, where do you put the trash? I'm like, excuse me? Caucasian. And I'm yeah. like, what do you mean by trash? I'm he has like, no idea. Yeah. He's like, well, where do you put the trash? I'm like, I don't know, man. Why are you asking me? And he, his next words were, don't you work here? And I'm like, exactly. And I'm like, oh, let me get this straight. 20 years ago, I would have probably kicked his ass ju- mm-hmm. just for ups- uh, upstraight discrimination, racial right. profiling. I'm like, so do you do you picture because I'm Hispanic, I'm Latin, I'm like, mm-hmm. because I'm brown. That exactly. I, I here. And instead of apologizing, because I would never down somebody and say, oh, he must just pick up trash. He's like, well, it's because you're wearing an, an embroidered shirt. The embroidered shirt was like a normal polo. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> I am working on my winter collection and I want to embroider my freaking hoodies <laughs> what's wrong with that <laughs> i know but it was it was crazy because you know instead of just saying hey man i apologize yeah you know, i like racial profiling i was just shocked <laughs> you speak english is what he should have said oh wow see i appre- what i appreciate about you omar and you say this in a previous episode of yours what if it did work right so omar has said hey instead of judging a person like downwardly? Why don't you judge them upwardly? Why don't you expect more of your peer, of your dear neighbor, your loved one? Like even strangers, they could turn into your best friend. So why are you even thinking? Well, totally assuming, right? He might've been like a future. We could have collaborated. We could have done something. You're always one person away, Mm -hmm. one idea away from hitting it big, but it's like, I always, if I go to a restaurant, one, I'm never a Karen, but, Mm -hmm. or any establishment, I always say, Hey, are you the owner? Even though I know it's not the owner. Hey, Mm -hmm. are you the manager? I I never dumb down a person because what, and and believe it or not, even my previous life owning 
you know, smoothie kings, I hate plugging them. But whenever I had a white guy who was always mm-hmm. giving me a Q&A, he was the owner. It was like, no, that guy's making 30K a year, busting my balls, making sure I'm up to standard. Yeah. Like, always, like, you know, the, the customer would always gravitate. And with me, be like, yeah, yeah, si, senora. Do you want a smoothie? <laughs> Get it? You want a batido? It's like, do you, no, do you still drink smoothies to this day? Uh, I do, but not from Smoothie King. They they, <laughs> they, kicked, they kicked me out. They kicked my ex-wife out. I, oh wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. There's a story behind that, and I, I promote them in both books. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, manipulation and all that. I I I, I do promote the other brands. I, I might not even go to the establishment, but if I'm near one, I'll, I'll plug away. And you know, other. Uh, franchisees and all that smirk. And it's like, Hey, you know, and and I, and my kids are fans of the other brands too. And it's like what I I tell people, you know, those brands never told your mom and me to go fuck ourselves. I I hate the cuss, but that's what I tell them. Yeah. You know, speaking of franchisees, I also think that's a great way to get started in business. Like if you don't, found the idea there's already an idea out there for you to invest in and make ownership it's like floaties it's because you don't you don't you're you're fearful that you need to be behind a brand Mm -hmm. all of us have the tools already in us you have the tools i have the tools your brother anybody that and purchases a franchise it's because they need they they need to have like floaties on they need they, they need guidance but overall, a franchise, when you're doing amazing, they'll be like, oh, well, it's all our work. But if you're below standards, your, your sales suck, they'll never help. And, and it was never like, oh, what can we do? It's always like, so why are you below standards? It's like, well, maybe I, I picked a shitty location that you approved of. You know, mm-hmm. Many existing factors. I, I know one location of mine, the, the sales dropped. And this was pre-corona. It was because they were doing construction on like the the main road for like half a year, like at night. It's like maybe that. So that blocked traffic from getting into your establishment. Oh yeah, but it was, yeah. It was clearly me, you know. But but yeah, no, no. I I love. I I, I believe in franchises. I believe in the right franchise under I, the right leadership with the right the products. Right yeah, yeah. No, what when or I services. Say, I, I was twenty years where I was at. It was under the founder. He sold to uh, a Korean guy, narcissist. He was also in the undercover CEO mm-hmm. and, you know, different leadership, hired cutthroats. And, you know, everybody would always say, well, you know, it's, it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing, you know, because he's Asian. And, and that, that's the biggest cop out because, you know, to be a human, to be in service, you know, that's like, that's like saying, well, Omar, oh, <laughs> Omar, eh, Needs to take naps because you know he's lying. Yeah. No. Oh my no, gosh. It, it, siestas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The twelve it, p.m. siesta or the yes, five p.m. I, siesta. I, I, even at my my old age now, you know, I, I I don't take siestas. But yeah, no, we always limit ourselves. We always give excuses. We always r- racial profile. Yeah. And it it or we always give excuses. No, that guy, that guy, that guy's attitude and, and the, the new CEO, the new owner, it's based on when you're born with a silver spoon and you're a narcissist. It's a bad, you know, they did me a favor. The universe did me a favor. They did my ex-wife a favor. 
And it's crazy because I wasn't expecting to talk about this. No, that's right. No, but you brought to mind the story of when my dad, um, now my parents have been in property management um, and they built with their hard earned money, sweat, literally like that expression. If you could just imagine, you know, bills and your, your hand running past your forehead, right? Swiping off your sweat. It's like my dad wanted to purchase a car. It was a Suburban back in like the late 90s. And he had it all cash ready to go, but he presented in some overalls with paint because he just finished painting. And they they questioned his ability to even shop for the car. Like, sir, are you looking for something? It's like, no, I want to buy a car. <laughs> and pay it off in cash in full. So definitely watch not only the source of your thoughts, like where is that coming from, right? Do you have some prejudgment from that ethnicity because of why? Right? So it's like, watch the source of your advice to, I wonder where people got that from, right? Let's stem past into, if you go back in time and just think like even slavery, like that had to end at some point. And like Lincoln did a, a great job with, with um, beginning that mental transformation, right? Here in the States. But it's like, what about in our own lives, within our own families? That's still going on, sadly. I'll, I'll give you a story. <laughs> it's stupid beyond stupid because, you know, if, if, I, if I could turn back time, I'd share, I guess. Or if I had a flex capacitor, I, I got a, a refund on my, uh, I was paying for grad school, or, or mommy was, full disclosure. And they gave me a refund check for three thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and my mom said keep it. So I, mm-hmm. I invested. The, this was like the dot com boom, and uh, Qualcomm for that three thousand dollars became eighty thousand dollars in like four months. And you're like, oh my gosh, you must have invested. You must have bought property and all that. No, I was young. I was like twenty five. So I'm like, what I need because I, before personal development to. For happiness, I need a Porsche because you know mm. clearly Porsche. There's no substitute. So I I go to the Porsche dealership. Might as well throw them a plug because nice racial profiling. The collection down in Miami. Porsches and, are nice. They're great. Yeah, they I, were. I wouldn't, and, mind, and, I wouldn't mind having one. Nobody. Okay, I was a 25 year old, but nobody gave me the time of day. I, it was like crickets. And then finally, one guy came up to me. And, you know, when we were test driving and right before I bought it, he's, he's like, I'm like, why, why didn't you ignore me? Like, you know, the other 12 people. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah. I'm like, why not? He's like, because everybody has money. That's one. right. Two, don't prejudge. And yes. Three, you're purchasing the vehicle right now, correct? And boom. <laughs> and, and when I went to go pick up the tag, the, uh, I remember somebody, they didn't see where I parked. Somebody said, one of the sales guys, 
what are you doing? I'm like, I'm here to pick up my tag, brother. But, and the story, but yes, it had a happy ending. But if I would have told, I would have been like, hey, invest that in a business, invest that back, back into, you know, assets. Yeah. There's so many other ways to to use that money. But yeah, it's, but you know, there's, there's always lessons and that's that, that became a lesson for me because I would go later into sales. And that would follow me that, mm-hmm. you know, I never judge people. They oh, this person's not a millionaire. This person, you know, you can't judge. And you write that in your book. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned how, you know, you might, you might have gotten the Porsche for the wrong reasons, but that's a learning opportunity. And I remember we should tie that back to the perception of yourself, right? And what expectation of yourself do you want to project onto others? So what kind of message are you sending to the world, right? Well, I is mean, it from a place of need or from a place of attention or from a place of significance? I know Tony talks about this too. Well, of course, of yeah. course. And you know, I, 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 I praise Anthony Robbins, I, videos, of course. whatnot. I, I posted a picture of me. I, I, I literally, I, when, when last time I saw him, I, I literally cried and said, Hey, you know, you, which absolutely you know, course, yeah. his platinum well, members that hang out with him all the time. Right. Like annually, multiple trips a year. He's like family. I, I remember going to his business mastery a couple months ago. That's sort of when we started talking actually on Um, and, uh, he goes, well, I, I, shared something, you know, publicly in front of his live audience in the studio and all over the world virtually. Um, cause he, I volunteered to be in his example and, uh, it was about story specifically about relationships or when you approach someone for the first time. And, uh, just that little encounter face to face, one-on-one, it's like, if no one else in the world was there like some people have that ability to even if you're listening right now it may just be us two and you right in your car right so we can have that ability but he has really developed it throughout all these years he he coached me for one minute and that was i i volunteered i was married at the time this was like right before pre-kids we we were both volunteering, uh, graduates of Mastery University. I don't mind plugging him. And we were volunteering for UPW and they're doing a firewalk. And then afterwards, you know, all, all the volunteers could do the firewalk while I was in his, his lane and he was coaching me. And I was like, holy smokes. I'm like, this, this is, you know, I, I clearly I had to stay in that state because I didn't want to get burned, but still it was like afterwards, I'm like, he coached me for like, you know, a minute, but still. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you mean. We even high-fived and it was like the biggest, like if, if high-fives could feel like a hug, that felt like the biggest bear hug (laughs) I've had in a while. You're, you love the man. I, I love the man. Your brother loves the man. Personal development. Was this something you, your whole family shared, like your from your parents, or is this just something you guys all, like maybe Lorenzo, your brother, had it, and then he's like, "Hey, 
Marisol, I want you involved in personal development or did your family always believe in it? So great question, Omar. I started to believe in mentors more so after my collegiate education. I am a baccalaureate prepared registered nurse and I just had my five-year reunion a couple of weeks ago, actually. Uh, it was like Founders Day. Thank you. And so right after college, I remember paying for a course, a virtual course on confidence. And it was also right about that time where I call my brother Josue by his, by his middle name, where Josue would tell my parents, hey, you should go to this landmark forum education. It's this group of seminars here in Southern oh, I, California. I, landmarks all over the, all over the country. Uh, so I, I know. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. So we got introduced to it. Well, my parents by Josue. And um, after that, I'd see them go to their meetings. Um, but I started virtually with that. And then I did in person with Landmark. And after that, um, I started paying for the higher ticket seats. Uh, I met my boyfriend at this real estate seminar. And so it's just amazing the quality of people that you could meet when you sit front row at these events. And um, I was just at Driven. I think that was just last month. Um, and, you know, pay for the front, pay for the CEO ticket, the founder ticket, uh, because that's where you could meet other people like like you, Omar. I know Lorenzo had the pleasure of meeting you with, with Ty Lopez, right? And it's like, <laughs> it just, uh, it could go from there, right? Relationships are huge. Yeah, the the best thing or the greatest thing that I ever got out of the Ty Lopez one year with that was meeting your family. I, oh, thank you so much. And and you know, it, sometimes we we have to look at the bigger picture. It, what did I learn a lot from Ty Lopez? All I can say is I met a lot of amazing people, amazing exactly. contacts. Mm-hmm. But but I your 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 brother and sister in law share share a similar experience and and I'll tell you I'll be honest with you the reason why I went with Ty Lopez was because not not because of the flashy Lambo. it's the relationships that you could build around that type of network yeah that and also because he was Latino although he's as as Latin as. I, a little white, just, whitewashed, Latin. maybe. I mean, I, I, think he's, he's I don't really hear him speak Spanish. No, he does, he doesn't embrace it at all. He, I, I think he just uses it, uh, you know, to to push the envelope. Just because you know, there's there's hardly any of us in the. But yes, in no, he space, doesn't. But yeah, he doesn't speak it. I I I paid for the upsell so I can have personal dinners with, with him and Alex Mayer, which. Uh-huh. Uh, just save your money. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> One of these days, let's just have our own mastermind. Uribes and Medranos. That's where. That's that's what the ultimate goal is. And, yeah. and I, I spoke, and I'll I'll talk to you about it. I'll talk to everybody. A lot of people that aren't Hispanic just roll their eyes because it's not. It's not saying I'm not exclusive. You know, I'm excluding anybody. It's very mm-hmm. inclusive. Mm-hmm. But yes. Ultimately, I want to have 
masterminds. I want to have seminars in like LA, New York, of South course. Florida, Texas. I'm for it. Yes, because you know what? People need to know our people. It isn't, it is what it is. We need to be on that stage. We need to show the personal development, business development. My best friend growing up, he's never heard an episode of my podcast. He's never read my book. No. Oh, my mom has well, it. My mom doesn't put my mom. I eventually. Mom. Yeah. She, Anthony Roberts to this day, you know, whatever that stupid story, what, you know, two people get burned at a UPW. Oh my. my mom will, will, will send me the story on Anthony Roberts. But yeah, okay. no, no. We mom. need to build our own noise. We need yeah. to but you build know, that is the majority of our news of our, our people, our, You're right. our, our people, because even I wrote that book at a childhood front. I, I started dating a woman that I grew up with who, who was my neighbor and ultimately and she thought she was my biggest fan. But then when I started writing the book, it was always like, who am I to write a book? Why don't you just thrive for Uber? And oh, like, no. It, it was like, oh, my God. And, and, and you know, it, it, it's crushed. wrong direction there. Yeah. So not part. where you're headed. <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, she was a socialist. So she figured, you know, we all need to be mediocre. But but still, I, I don't hate on these people because capitalism is better. Oh, one hundred capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> Whenever somebody sends me a message that I'm anti-socialist or or that being a champion for for you know capitalism, I'm like, amen, amen. I, I hope to never pe- have people think, you know, because I'm Latino or you know, the pigeonhole me and say oh, I, I I vote for this person or that person. For those of you listening. It's impossible to agree 100% with somebody or a political party. And this is just a challenge for you. Like, don't believe everything in the mainstream media news, please. Like, I stopped watching the news pretty much at the inception of the COVID pandemic because like this, like a snap of a finger, you could already see where the narrative was going. Um, it, it, you know, and I'm very disappointed about healthcare in that time. And even still when they push for a one size fits all solution, for example, we could get into it, the vaccines and thank you, Omar, for having such an open platform. Uh, it, I think you, you get thousands of, of visits to, to your show for a reason because of how open-minded you are. Um, So just hear me out, guys. If you look at the VARS system, that's the public website where everyone can report their adverse reactions from a vaccine, you will see the number is rising by the day, but so many injuries attributed from the vaccine and so many deaths as well. Now, I'm not going to bore you with statistics and tell you the numbers. Rather, what I want to do with this plug is really make it a self-advocacy plug. So just when someone tries to give you a one-size-fits-all solution, just think there's got to be another side to that story. And so that's why I urge with my Un Beyond Mindset podcast and the book that I'm releasing soon next month and here in November... Um, I'm urging people to think 
about their mindsets and how they can really reverse some diseases like type 2 diabetes to influence their health. It's a lifestyle. These are some changes that I've sat down with patients one-on-one. I've seen more than 7,000 patients by now in my six-year trajectory as a nurse. And it's like the same conversation over and over again. But now I'm using that book as an opportunity to explain it to the masses, right? What's a simple way to reverse type 2 diabetes? I get into a lot of studies there and you could get into a lot of different angles to the the same story, really. And I chose type 2 diabetes because it's so prevalent in our Latino-Hispanic community. Uh, But the same mindset to self-advocate for your own health applies whether we're speaking the COVID language or not. Corona. (laughs) Now, I've had people pro-vaccine, anti-this and that. All I can say is I got the vaccine because I am completely transparent, not because I I knew it was going to be ineffective, but two reasons. One, I'm greedy and I wanted to see concerts again. And, and, And at the slight hope that one day I wouldn't be on a friggin' plane having to eat gummy bears or jelly beans <laughs> one at a time so I could have my mask down. Well, yeah. and, and two, my kids were like, oh, please, dad, until they realized that they had to get the shot. They get, none of us have boosters, nothing mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I had it was just for selfish reasons. I wasn't one of those people. There's no post. There's nothing. Any Get the shot. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, all those people, if, if they if they wanted, I, I would respect them. The people that that judged, that made fun of, of the non-vaxxers and all, if they apologize and go, sorry for finding my significance and being on a soapbox and saying that you were wrong and I am right. I've never seen any any of the, any of my friends. Post that though. I really hope it would happen, but I, I mean, it's kind of a hard wish. And, and, but, and they uh, didn't even do it when Uncle Sam, the CDC, <laughs> says, "Hey, you know what? There's no cure for this. We have to live with it the rest of our lives." It was still crickets. When I make a mistake, I, I acknowledge it. None, none of these people, and I have lots of people on Facebook. I, I still wait. And on Instagram that I saw post after post every day, wear your mask. Uh, you know, it's okay if you're sitting down having dinner, but man, standing up, you, you better put on that, that mask that you can blow out a candle with. As if the air changes from <laughs> this height to that height. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, my, or, you know, the, the flimsy mask that you can blow out a candle. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that will, that will really help you. You know, people lack common sense because, and this is what, what kills me is when people say we need more government. These are the same people that, you know, drank the Kool-Aid. They're like, yes, for me to be safe, I have to be like in a haunted house, walk one way down a one way street, down the aisle of a grocery store. What the media has done is really instill a lot of fear. Um, I, I was a victim myself. Like, <laughs> I, I was a victim. well, I take ownership, right? But I was at one the of the beginning, first ones to get it. 
No, at the beginning, um, I was sleeping in my garage and I was showering outside. I had my family Uribe construction. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> they, um, they installed a shower outside of my house, like, like pipes, you know, metal, copper, just real quick. But, um, I wasn't going inside my house. My, my mother was sending me food. Um, she helped out a lot, but, uh, yeah, the fear needs to stop. Take ownership of your medical choices and get your second, third, fourth opinions because nothing is guaranteed when it comes to pharmaceuticals. They all have side effects. And we've known this from the beginning of time. What do you think about the people that you see walking by themselves or in their car and they have a mask, even though the CDC, everybody says it is not airborne. Don't you? I see all these people coming out of Trader Joe's. Now, Trader Joe's, everybody's still masked up. They're masked up. <laughs> They're with their family, nobody around them, and they still have their mask on. It's like, oh my gosh, why? You know, I think they just got used to it. And maybe they're not listening to the news anymore. And whatever the, their last news input was, that perhaps stayed impregnated in their brain and they're like, okay, this is what I last heard <laughs> since the last time I watched the news. This is what they told me to do. So I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to do it. But you know, to those people, they should really just uh, go to googlescholar.com, type in 2022 journal articles regarding X, Y, Z of a topic, and you'll get the latest information that's peer-reviewed now that may still be perhaps biased to whatever they studied for their career, but at least you're getting different perspectives from different people and it could be more up to date. You know, the thing with Corona is it's an amplifier. People that, that are fearful, it just really upped the fear. I mean, it, to me, I would have never worn a mask and I'm a guy that I thought I was going to die because I was one of the first ones to get it, whatnot. I was getting ready to write my obituary the second day, the third day. But no, I'm I'm still alive. I, I've had it twice. And it's like, we we shut down our economy. We crashed our economy. The world did for, for this. And it's like, it's just amazing. You know, in, in history, you know, they're going to be like, yeah, the Black Plague killed millions upon millions. And then right next to it, yeah, Corona was just as bad with the, with the survival rate of like 99.9%. I'm going to give your listeners three quick tips to fortify your immunity. Number one, get some sunlight between the hours of seven and nine before the UV rays are very powerful to the point where they could be very cancerous. So no sunblock between seven and nine so you can take in those rays that could help you absorb vitamin D in your body. And a second thing you could do is just drink water. Like a lot of us are dehydrated, huge percentage of, of the population, especially in California. I know that because I live here, but drink water, drink water, have your sunlight. And third, when you sleep, Try to get quality sleep. And a way to do that is to reduce blue light 
which is from your devices, TVs, computers, phones, at least an hour before going to bed. Now, it's hard to do that, especially when you check some of us social media first thing in the morning and last thing before you go to bed. But uh, just do those three things and you could notice the difference because when you inhibit blue light, you secrete more melatonin and melatonin is your hormone to sleep. Thank you, Infamata. Or no, My nurse, pleasure. Nurse Marisol. Let's yeah. talk about happier things. So you're I'm a singer? I am an artist. I released a single, August 2022. It's called Un Billon by yours truly, Enfermera Marisol. Now that's spelled E-N-F-E-R-M-E-R-A. And Marisol with a Y, because my mom originally wanted it to mean mar, like C in Spanish. Mm -hmm. E is the Y and separator. And sol, sun. So she wanted the nurse to spell it out separately, but I'm glad she ended up putting it together because it would have been very long of a name. <laughs> For sure. If it would have, whenever I see kids with long names, I'm like, oh my gosh, they probably learned how to spell that. Like, Pobrecito. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that song was inspired by my parents who immigrated to the U.S. in 1975. My dad. Not once, not twice, not three times. Like he, it took him a couple of times <laughs> to finally make it here. And he did the heavy lifting. He did the, the hard part in making it here. So this song is dedicated to all my first gen and beyond who come from an immigrant family background who want more for themselves. And it's encouraging the listener to join me on this quest to help a billion lives, whether directly or indirectly. And if you want to hear the whole song, it's on Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube Music. Please download it for only 99 cents. And together we'll impact more lives. Unless we have um, the music, the, the monthly iTunes. And then you can download, download it, listen to it, share it. It'll, you know, if the other person has iTunes, they can hear it for 15 seconds. They can make a purchase themselves. So what type of music though? So that was a blend of rap and pop. And it's in Spanish. Oh, so it's reggaeton. Mm, kind of. Not really. Um, you know, so not, that, not like Carol Jean or the kind of sure. I have my own version, I have my own style, but uh go and check it out. Medrano, I could send you a link. I'm very proud of it because, you know, that was a near-death experience, actually, in the making of the song. I should have flown to Northern Cali, <laughs> where my producer was, but I drove <laughs> in three-digit weather. My car is black. I had a deadline, right, to get there. We, we made the meeting for, I think, 10 a.m., and I had to leave my house by 4 a.m. So I just went there. Um, don't ask me about breakfast. Don't ask me about water. <laughs> it was it was one of those things where maybe it's happened to you as a parent. You say one thing, but you do another. As a nurse, I say one thing, but I did another. <laughs> and uh, 
I just got very dehydrated and to the point where I had like a heat exhaustion. As soon as I came back home, I needed an IV. I went into the ER and I got it. And when you can pay like 300 bucks outpatient with a company like one that I work with, I paid or my insurance 1500 for that IV that resuscitated me with, with fluids and not even electrolytes. Like we pack our IVs. I make them with vitamin B's, your vitamin C's. It's, it's amazing that the value that you get for 300 bucks with an outpatient IV and, and, you know, you could get one, have people, nurses go to your home. But besides that, which I'm encouraging you to seek preventative medicine before you really need it, like me that time. And it it goes back to just being hydrated, right? But aside, that was a very difficult song to put in production. And I'm sure any song is. I hope you guys take a listen and tell me what you think. I, I see all my messages on Instagram. Uh, my DM is the same, Enfermera Marisol. So are you going to do other songs? Is, is you know, people have asked me and... Album? I think I'm going to work on a course next that goes with my book. So that's a project in itself because I want to make it bilingual. Uh, so the book I'm writing in English... And the videos that go with it, after I do them in English, I'd have to do them in Spanish, but first get the translation of the book in Spanish. So that's a process. But in terms of my singing, um, when I start to do more podcasts by myself, meaning when I'm not interviewing someone on the show, because right now I've got a couple interviews lined up, I'm releasing a podcast weekly. If I do back, if I go back to doing single episodes, I may plug in some freestyle music. And if I really like a topic, I'll even be nerdy about it and make it about <laughs> healthcare. <laughs> but, but you're differentiating yourself. This is yeah. your brand. You you're know? right. Well, go, go out of the norm. Everybody wants to play safe. Who cares about safe? Nobody remembers safe. But if, if you're so right. different than every other podcast, I mean, there's, I forgot the amount of number. There's like 3000 podcasts. It's like, why, you know, why, why do you want to pigeon yourself? I mean, do something so bold and so epic that they're going to be like, you know what? She might be nerdy, but man, you got to listen to this podcast because you want to be educational. You want to be entertainment, mm-hmm. informational. You want all the above. That's and, right. And I love how you have everything beyond billion people in, in Spanish. Yes, yes. Your 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 song, your podcast, your message. It it all ties up. Yeah, and it goes back to mindset. When did you get pigeonholed into thinking, oh, I'm only a fifty thousand dollar a year person or a hundred thousand dollar a year income earner? It's like, no, you should have bigger goals for yourself. And I believe whoever wears the Um Beyond shirt, listens to the song, 
hops on the podcast, listens to you, to you. What if it did work? That's such a good brand because like you say all the time, you need to ask yourself harder questions, deeper questions, because it's in the questions that we grow and develop, not so much in hearing other people's answers. It's in questioning yourself and being introspective within that you could really get the answers that you're looking for and being honest at the end of the day. You know, honesty is the best thing, but not one answer fits all. When people ask me, what's my definition of success? That doesn't mean it's it's yours. I don't care how much. I, I remember somebody uh, took a shot at me saying, you know, <laughs> the wealth isn't success. I'm like, where in my book, where in my message, where in my podcast am I saying once you hit this certain amount, you can be a billionaire and hate in your life. That's not success. Whatever makes you happy. If you're making 50K a year and you're living your life, you're loving your life, you're helping out others. By all means, I mean, I would have to say, you know, Mother Teresa was successful and she wasn't a billionaire. Uh, it, I, I don't, there's not an answer for anybody. You know, live your life, help out others, be in service, and, you know, don't be selfish, live in abundance. You know, that, that's overall to me, you know, uh, when, when that day comes, I, I want St. Peter to say, hey, you know what? You, you helped as many people as you could. I don't know how long you might have to stay in purgatory for the other stuff, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. The concept of death and dying. Uh, and that's why I asked every guest on my show, what does un beyond mindset mean to you? Right. Because for the same reason, we all have different definitions and our answer of today can change tomorrow. Um, exactly. But a lot of people do say, you know, that money is the driver to giving you options and getting people what they want, whether it be having enough for your family, but surpassing to the point where you could be philanthropic, right? Have some philanthropy or start that nonprofit and really help. Um, but you know, you don't have to be that big to, to do that necessarily. You could even donate your time to organizations that are already out there. And there's just so many ways to give back. I'm, I'm glad you plugged in, uh, St. Mother Teresa. She's one of my favorites too. Exactly. She is a, she is a saint, just like St. John Paul II, but clearly we're, we're Catholic over Catholic. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to be religious necessarily to embrace some of these ideas, but the man who doesn't stand for something, I think, falls for everything. So you just need to have some clarity and conviction and certain core values is what I believe. What I, I tell people is I don't care what, you're, what you believe in. Just believe in something. Have faith. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in the higher power. You know, I'm I'm Catholic, but don't come at me because you're non-denominational or you know you're Jewish. And yeah, there was no Jesus or this. That's your beliefs. You know, belief. There's not one religion. Religion is based on faith, on faith, on stuff that belief that you cannot see. Something you can't see exactly. Exactly. So how do you know you're right? We can all be wrong. Just yeah. stay in your lane. I, 
I'm proud of you, but you don't need to, you don't need to invite me to your church. You don't need to invite me to your mosque. You don't need to invite me to your temple. I prefer somebody there. I tell people this all the time. There's more atheists that are Christian, which means to act Christ-like just because you go to service, just because you go to mass, but you're a horrible person. Yes. It's not like, oh, wow. You know, you, you went to your church one hour a week. You're, you know, you're, you're You're transformed. (laughs) Exactly. And a lot of people feel that way. They're like, well, you know, I, I go to my non-denominational or I go to mass. I go here. No, what you do with your life, be in service. Who have you helped? Yeah. You know, don't help people because it's a post. Oh my gosh. Here, maybe if I give this homeless person a five spot and somebody takes a picture, no, being in service means you help out others without any ulterior motives. Exactly. All pure intentions. What are you doing when no one else is watching? When you don't have a camera, media attention? It's like you should be the same person with or without that. Exactly. You know, especially nowadays when everything is like social media, everything, everybody wants to be hashtag winning. Everybody wants to use <laughs> filters. You know, it's yeah. like at, at my age, you know, I, I grew up with you. I know, I know what you look like. You know, look, you're, you're not 20. Why do you want to look like you're 20? You know? Well, that's a whole other topic because I was actually in aesthetic medicine, a nurse injector prior to the pandemic. So that beauty industry, you oh, just, SoCal. <laughs> yeah. And in Miami, Florida. Oh, well, you know, that was, that's huge here too. SoCal too. And it's only going to grow, um, especially with media and models and just the mainstream perception of beauty. But what I tried to do in the industry is to keep some fundamentals, bring people back to basics, um, have them appreciate who they already are internally before I even neared a needle with a syringe to their faces. It's um it's a whole it's a topic of grieving the loss of an image that you had in your mind of what you used to look like. So people have trouble with this grieving process so they they just want to catch up to have what they see in their mind match what they see outwardly in the mirror. And there's someone very spiritually connected in the world of aesthetics in Florida. Uh, he goes by Shino Bay. And Dr. Bay, he's a dermatologist and, and he preaches the same thing. He goes, Hey, um, yeah, you could look pretty on the outside, but you also need to be beautiful on the inside. And so that's a message that's not so widely preached, uh, here in the world of aesthetics. Um, which is why I think when it was deemed non-essential and they closed those businesses, it gave me the opportunity to go back into the community. Uh, I'm doing home health predominantly and really again, fuel. And I guess give time for Shino's ideologies to come to the West coast (laughs) because that's what I'm about. And, um, I think it's very important to, Make sure that people know that they are loved without having to manipulate anything about themselves. 
well, what a novel approach to be beautiful on the inside. I, I, I would, I would think that's the first thing. And then, Hey, kindness makes somebody sexier. Confidence makes somebody sexier. And if, if you need a rhinoplasty or you, you need anything by all means, but at, at least have, you know, have, have everything congruent your actions with your looks. Because I mean, if you look like a, a supermodel, but you're a horrible person, who cares? I mean, yeah, people, that's not pretty. People are going to be more drawn to the person that's super kind and super nice and average looking. Or, 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 or oh my gosh, they might actually look their age. I, I you know, mm-hmm. I, I, this doctor, you know, here I am. I turn 50 next July. So what am I going to do? Happy early birthday. <laughs> why, why, you know, I, I, I'm born every day. God, yeah, you, exactly. God, you know, but an age is just a number. I, I'm, I'm living my best life now compared to when I was 20. But what, who am I going to fool? You know, it, it's like the people of my age or I, I mean, I don't dye my hair, but I mean, who cares except, you know, growing older is an opportunity that not all of us have the privilege of receiving. It's so true. Um, I'll get it a, a little personal here. My eldest brother actually passed away September 7th and he was 42. But statistically, uh, people diagnosed with autism tend to have short lives. Uh, but he taught Josue and I a lot and he's really, he was one of those people that he walked into a room and he wanted to put a smile on your face. And he conveyed that with such positive emotion, with his charisma, personality, that at the end of the day, people remember you for that, right? How they made you feel. And I just carry all the positive memories that I had with him. And he, he still lives within you with he does. His brother by, by being who he was, you know, that, that to me, that's, that's how people can live eternal. And, and yes, I do believe in, in heaven. I am Catholic, but I do believe that if you want some, if you want to live, create your legacy, that you you'll always be remembered. You'll you'll be remembered for the good things. You'll be remembered for for things that are priceless. Doing that didn't cost any money, and, and that's what people should strive for: is things that you cannot buy. Exactly. He volunteered at his local church, libraries, convalescent homes, and he'd always come with these stories like, "Hey, today I met such and so." elderly woman. He reminded me of my grandmother and just little simple things is what made him happy. So question for you, the listener, what things are making you happy now? Do you need a partner, someone else to make you happy? Or can you create happiness within yourself and within small little encounters with other people, simple conversations, cheap thrills, and it's just an on and on learning that we go through in life, isn't it? 
It sure is. But hey, you, you know what? Life is what we make it. And to me, it's a gift. Uh, that's why I'm born every day. And I, I strive to just be a better version of myself. Amen. Amen, Omar. Like, like-minded people. And I, I love following you. Love your content. You and I, we could speak for hours, but because, you know, I'm sure I can. The dopamine and the short attention span that everybody has, you know, it's only one <laughs> hour because I, I, whenever it goes over an hour, people, they, they don't mind watching 10 hours of something on Netflix. That's fine. But, you know, if it's an hour and six or an hour, seven minutes, and then I get the hate because, you know, time is valuable because I'm, I'm stealing away from people and their Netflix. So, <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm honored. I'm honored to have you. Thank you. You brighten up the room. You gave, you, we were created education, information, Mm -hmm. and we kept things interesting by just connecting. So love it. So tell us all once again, how to plug. I'm good. I know you're going to plug, but how do we find you? How do we, get all these amazing materials. How do we listen to your podcast? How do we listen to the song? Well, I have a link on my Instagram bio. And so just go to my Instagram. It's at Enfermera Marisol, E-N-F-E-R-M-E-R-A-M-A-R-Y-S-O-L. And that will connect you to the video podcast on YouTube, which I just launched my Buzzsprout, Spotify, Song for 99 Cents, all of it. And I have limited time merch. My winter collection is coming up. So DM me if you want the pre-sale of that. And my book, Un Beyond Mindset Health. Thanks again so much. No problem. And one final question. Sure. Your definition, what does it mean? What... What, what, oh my gosh, I hate people just texting. My bad. What if it did work? What, what's the definition to you on that one? What if it did work? Oh my goodness. When I was reading your book, I was at an SIE shop and um, there were a group of soccer players just chatting, like 20 of them. And at the time, I had just released my song. And uh, I finished one of your chapters, you know, action steps. Okay, do something, right? So my thing was, okay, well, I got to spread the word, right? Marketing is all about just spreading the word. So here's my opportunity. I approach these high school kiddos and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm Enfermera Marisol. FYI, just released a song. It's called Un Billion. Where do you go listen to it? It's only 99 cents. And sure enough, one person buys it trickle effect. The next person buys it. So what if it did work to me is removing all your obstacles, that voice inside of you of doubt, and just going for it, doing whatever it is that you want without being held back. I love it. And you know what? Plug away. Make more videos. You give a compelling reason. You're, you're very personable, you're very informative. You not hitting on you. You're you're, you're an attractive woman. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, and all, all I know it comes from the heart. So just keep on. And you know what? One day, who knows? 
one we are only limited by our imagination only limited by our dreams and mighty soul what i want you to do is continue dreaming reach for the stars and you know what there'll always be somebody trying to pull you down and that's not you that's them with their limited beliefs they quit dreaming maybe they never even dreamed so always inspire always motivate and this is this the one thing that i i told annette and lorenzo Mm -hmm. and i'm telling you this we will all be on that same friggin' stage yeah we are going to create a movement to have more latinos more Mm -hmm. hispanics none of that latinx bullshit Mm -hmm. on stage empowering motivating and hey we have arrived I love yes, it. I love it. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. Everyone listening, enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you soon. Alrighty. Thank you for being on my show. My pleasure. Bye guys. I never told no one that. Are you a startup or a business owner looking to collaborate with industry leading influencers on social media? Then sign up at accessmynetwork.com and start your brand awareness campaigns or lead gen campaigns on our platform. Again, it's accessmynetwork.com. I never told no one that my whole life I've been holding back. Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars, I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold. Like, why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help I had no self-confidence Didn't believe in myself I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition To start a business But before I even started I feel like it's finished You got a vision And let me say I don't care if they're your blood Got the same DNA They can't feel how you feel They can't see what you see Wanna change your life You gotta change the way you think The thoughts in your mind Is the boss of your life Nothing but good vibes Every day I'm thinking like What is it be? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.